How do you respond when your talents aren't being appreciated or when your potential is going unseen? The way we respond in these seasons of life can determine whether or not we're ready for the spotlight, if you will. Our time in the background is important because this is where God does his secret work of pruning us and positioning our hearts to align with his will. So that means when the time comes for us to shine, God is finally ready to reveal what he's been doing in secret and bring it to light. My name is Sydney LaFleur Murphy and welcome to the Life at Peace podcast. This show is all about tackling the stuff that fuels our everyday demands, doubts, and dysfunction in our perpetual pursuit of peace. Get ready for deep thoughts and challenging topics, all grounded in biblical truth. Enjoy the show. In September of 2023, I was presented with the opportunity to speak at Convocation at my job. Convocation is basically a midweek pick-me-up to give the students, faculty, and staff a chance to worship, to hear an encouraging message, and really just some motivation to get through the week. And so I was very excited. I'd actually had the chance to speak at Convocation in the summer in July, but that was a more informal setting. I was sitting down. There was a room of maybe 15 students or so. So it was a smaller group, and it felt more like a kind of a group talk, if you will. So this September opportunity was was a little bit bigger because I was going to be on stage speaking to more of a, I guess more of an audience. So I'd never gotten to do anything like that before. I was very excited. And leading up to it, the theme I was supposed to stick with was HOPE, uh, which is an acronym, Holiness, Obedience, and Pursuit of Excellence. So the school that I work at, that's the Actually, that is the theme for this entire school year, and it's encouraging all of us to pursue our endeavors, to go out and live with that holiness, obedience, pursuit of excellence in the back of our minds uh, and everything that we do. So my audience, of course, was college students, uh, freshmen through seniors, and you know, I, I was a little nervous about that. I mean, I already knew who I'd be speaking to, but just when it was time to, to get out there and do it. I just thought about, oh man, there's trends pointing to Gen Z moving away from Christianity and deconstructing and other religions and all of that stuff. And then I had to be like, wait a minute, they came to a Christian school, so I can't let that sway me. <laughs> like they, they signed up for this, whether they knew it or not. Okay, so I had that in mind. And instead of reinventing the wheel for this talk, I decided to repurpose a podcast. It's my episode, Use What You've Got, back in season two, I think. So I added some more details, tried to lengthen it, form it into more of a talk rather than a podcast episode. And I prepped the talk during the week of, so was very busy. And I I started the school year with all intentions of, okay, it's August, I got to get this talk done now because September is going to be here before I know it. But of course, you know, homework and other stuff came up and before I knew it, it was the week of, and actually during that same week, I was preparing a podcast episode as well. So a lot of writing went on during that week, but it still got done. And the talk went well, I think. You know, as I was up there, the nerves vanished as soon as I got started. I was able to walk back and forth across the stage, use my hands, engage the audience the best way I knew how. And I was told at the end of the talk that nobody fell asleep. <laughs> That's always a a great sign. Uh, No one fell asleep. I saw very few students on their phones, which, you know, I was also appreciative of that. And, um, 
you know, I, th- I think it was great. There was some stuff I ended up saying that I didn't originally plan to say. There were things that I wanted to include that I that got left out. Of course, that's inevitable with speaking, but I was thankful to God for the opportunity and I reflected on it as I was up there and after the fact. And that's what I want to share with you guys today is the three lessons, the three takeaways that I got from that experience. So before I jump into those lessons, though, the anchor passage for this episode is Romans chapter 12, verses three through eight, which I'm going to read to you guys here in a second, because I think this really is just the foundation of where this conversation is going. So I have it pulled up here on my little iPad Bible. So starting in verse three. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, this is Paul talking, I believe, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So again, that was Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. So there is a bunch there, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of analysis that Paul is uh, sharing with everybody. But the point of this episode isn't to break that scripture down necessarily, but it's just to establish that as the foundation. So based on what the Lord has shown me over the past 27 years of my life, I believe I have the gifts of encouragement, teaching, and leadership. And that's just what I have seen now, what God has allowed me to see at this point in my life. There could be more, maybe that's it, but either way, I want to be a faithful steward over those gifts and hone them the best way I know how. So these three things seem to come pretty naturally for me, and that's I say that humbly. This does not mean that I don't have to work on them, but all of us, whether you're still searching for these gifts or not, we all have something in us that just seems to be a little bit more effortless than maybe it would be for somebody else. So challenge you to tap into that and see what that might be and pray for guidance on what that could be. And it's also become apparent to me that speaking is one of the ways that God has graced me to use the the gifts of encouragement, teaching, leadership. So this leads me into the three lessons I learned as a keynote speaker. Lesson number one, you will never feel ready. I have another scripture to share with you guys. It is in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, which I'm pulling up right now. Okay. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So this is pretty clear. It tells me that God has orchestrated long before we were even a thought. (laughs) He orchestrated things for us to do in our lives, a purpose for us, a task for us to accomplish, all of those things. Okay, so this comforts me because we tend to hype things up in our heads, or at least I know I do, and this triggers anxiety. So it doesn't just have to be speaking, although that's what I'm going to be talking about for me, but any gift or any responsibility you feel God has placed on you, whether that's being a parent, if it's running a company, starting a business, 
maybe you're trying to write a book, whatever it is, that can be classified as one of the good things that God has prepared for us to do. Okay, so we tend to hype things up. This triggers anxiety. This makes us overthink. This, you know, leads us to analysis paralysis. Maybe we're, we're thinking so much about what we have ahead of us that we don't want to do anything. And at some point, as you're preparing, as you know God has called you to do something bigger, you're, you're about to present something or, or an idea to the world or to your little sphere of influence. At some point, the time for planning is over, the time for rehearsing is over, the time for thinking is over, the time for editing is over, the time for getting second opinions, second thoughts, other people's encouragement. At some point, all of that has to come to an end and you just have to go out there and do it, do whatever it is you've been called to do. And however it plays out is how it's going to play out. For me, bringing this back to speaking, I'd written an outline, I had all my notes with me, I, re- I prepared, I rehearsed, I practiced speaking and how I was going to do my introduction and all those different things, the transitions, everything that goes along with doing a talk. But the day of, of course, it's too late. <laughs> like it's, I'm, I'm, I was literally going to be speaking later that day in the afternoon. And so I looked over my outline a little bit more, but then I had to come to terms with, I've prepared as much as I can. There's nothing else I can add to this, nothing I can take away from this that will suddenly revolutionize the talk. I just have to go out there and do it now. Okay. And the other thing we have to remember is that we're playing catch up to what God has orchestrated. Okay. So he knows the end from the beginning. He has all of our days already planned out. And so our job is just to walk them out and we watch his plan come to fruition in the process. Okay. So that's comforting. It's also a little bit alarming because <laughs> you, I mean, we, we're used to thinking in finite terms. We think linearly. We think about things happening in sequence. And so it's really hard for us to wrap our minds around the fact that our days have already been planned out. They've already been written in God's book is what the scripture says. So all we can do is just live. We just go through things moment by moment, day by day. And however they happen is how they happen. This doesn't mean that we don't have to prepare but we do all the preparation we can, and then it's just time to get to work. So lesson number two that I learned from being a keynote speaker is that your gift will make room for you. So this comes from Proverbs 18, 16, which is a scripture I've shared in a previous episode on the podcast, but it goes like this, and this is the NKJV, New King James Version. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Another translation says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before kings. That might be the King James Version. But either way, the takeaway here is that our gifts in time, they will, when it says make room, that means they'll allow us to be brought into spaces where we have greater influence or where we can be seen by more people. And it's so cool to watch this scripture come to life. So when I received the invitation to speak in September, I was told that I did so good, quote, like a direct quote, <laughs> over the summer when I first got to speak that I was being invited back. It only takes one person to recognize your potential and to speak highly of you to others. So we don't have to go into this room impressing a bunch of people. We don't have to have crowds flocking to see what we have to offer. It just takes one person. Somebody who appreciates what you can do or who recognizes your potential or who thinks that there is an opportunity for you somewhere who wants to invest that time in you and that um, the resources. So we're responsible for honing our gifts. And at the right time, God will allow us to be seen by other people. But he allows us to be seen that he he allows us to be seen so that he can be seen ultimately. 
So God's the one, he's in the spotlight. He's the one running the show. He's in charge. And he allows us graciously to steward the gifts that he gives so that we can point people back to him as the giver, the ultimate giver of these gifts and as the source of the gift. My bonus dad encouraged me with a little bit of wisdom before I started working full time. So this was sometime in between when I graduated from undergrad and I was getting ready to start my new job. He told me that there will be moments when I'm in the spotlight, when I'll be given the opportunity to shine. And he said, when those moments come up, then shine bright. Don't hold back. Don't be embarrassed. Don't second guess why I'm there. That's my time to shine. But most times I'll be in the background or under the radar. And when I'm in the background, when no one seems to be paying attention to me, when I feel like I'm being overlooked, that's when I just need to keep my head down and do an excellent job at whatever I've been given. Okay, so those words have resonated with me and I've kept, they've, they've been in the back of my mind since I started working four years ago. And I've always tried to remember that because most of our lives will be spent in the background. We're not going to be, you know, in the, in the spotlight or having our five seconds of fame all the time. <laughs> We're going to have times where we get to do, get to have more influence, get to have more people see us, but Majority of the time, that's not going to be the case. God's going to see what we're faithful with behind the scenes so that he can know whether or not we're trustworthy to handle a larger platform. And when I say larger platform, that doesn't necessarily mean we're all going to be speaking to millions of people or have our gifts be observed by millions or thousands or hundreds of thousands. Everyone has a different, everyone's going to have a different version of, you know, big platform. And we're all coming from different places. We're all starting in different areas. And so God deems, uh, he knows what each of us needs and what each of us is re- going to be responsible for and what we can handle well. So someone who's got a platform that's speaking internationally or who um, is internationally known for what they can do doesn't mean they're better than someone whose platform is maybe local or in their city or their state. It just means that we can handle different things and God knows that. And this brings us to the third lesson that I learned during my time as a speaker. Don't believe your own hype. Don't believe your own hype. This is probably the most important lesson to me out of these three because it reminds me to remain humble. Apart from God, I'm just another speaker. There's no reason why anyone should feel compelled to listen to me. There's no reason why people should be gathering to hear what I have to say or why anyone should be interested for that matter. And this was a humbling realization during the talk, okay? So I told you I was up there, I was doing my thing, I was pacing the stage, trying to get people engaged on both sides of the room, and for the most part, it seemed like people were paying attention. But of course, there were people who looked bored, who wanted to be somewhere else, there were people on their phones, there were people that were just kind of there because they had to be, okay? So there's nothing inherently special about me as a speaker (laughs) that should cause all of those things to go away, right? Apart from God, that's not, you know, I I can't do anything fruitful. I can't produce anything lasting, okay? But with God, that makes all the difference. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone is going to completely resonate with with what's being said. You know, just like in church, there's certain sermons that maybe 
they hit really close to home for you and the person next to you is just kind of yawning and like, huh, that was, that was good, but I've heard it before. <laughs> like, and then vice versa. Maybe some Sundays the message isn't really for you at that time, but someone next to you is just crying. They're just filled with the spirit and they just can't believe that they were in the right place at the right time to get that message. <laughs> so that's just how it is. Not every message is going to resonate with every person. Okay. But knowing that I was preparing this talk and that, and you know, God was with me and he was giving me the ideas for what to say, what to leave out, what to include. It gave me a confidence, gave me a a extreme confidence boost and prepared me to go up there and speak. And regardless of how the talk was received, I knew that I had done what I could do and that God took care of the rest. And so that was all I could hope for and all I could pray for. So it's okay to be confident when you're going out to shine, when God gives you that time to be in the spotlight, but we have to make sure that the confidence is coming from the right place. So the confidence should be that God has equipped you, not in the fact that you're so awesome and that no no one out there is like you. That's not where your confidence should be coming from. That's actually what we like to call arrogance. And so we want to stay away from that. Okay. There's another passage of scripture that talks about how those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This is in the New Testament. Jesus is talking to his disciples when he states this. And I mean, it's true. You know, you see people that oftentimes are people that don't want to be in the spotlight. They don't want a big platform. They don't really want the attention, but you see them being elevated. And when they are in a position of influence, what they have to say or what they have to offer, what they're sharing with the world is so profound and it's undeniable that it's a God-given gift. And those people usually tend to be, you know, at least publicly, they're humble and they've made room for God to use them. Okay. And then on the flip side, the people who are always talking a big game about what they can do, who they are, they're, you know, almost kind of like bragging or boasting about what they can do. Um, maybe they'll be in the spotlight for a little bit, but they usually get overshadowed by, (laughs) by the people who are just keeping their head down, grinding and trying to stay humble. Okay. And this scripture is important. Uh, those who humble themselves will be exalted and vice versa because God appreciates and he rewards humility. Humility is, is precious to God because it shows him that we're teachable and that we can make room for him to correct things to discipline us and to prune us to be better versions of ourselves and what we were before. Okay. So people who are humble, don't let pride keep them from learning or keep them from growing. And that's what God is asking for all of us as believers is to humbly, um, just let him, let him steer the ship, let him be the one in charge of our lives. And if we submit to him and get our, get our hearts aligned with his will, then he's ready to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask, think, or imagine. Okay. So in closing, I really enjoyed the opportunity to speak. Uh, I wasn't dreading it. Of course, I get nervous every time I have to, you know, go up and um, share in front of people, but it's not because I don't want to do it. It's because like, I'm so excited to do it and I just want it to go well. Uh, So just to wrap things up, you know, we don't have to beg people to notice us or to appreciate what we have to offer. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, if we just keep being excellent at what we're doing, at what we've been given, if we're faithful over a few things, God will make us rulers over many. He'll charge us with more responsibility and he will determine when our time comes and when he's ready for us to be 
on display for our sphere of influence to see or for, you know, a larger platform. And so remember that God determines when this time is, not us. And there you have it. So that was my first time as a keynote speaker. Those are the lessons that I learned, and I hope that you get something out of those. Whether your calling is to speak or whether you're called to do something else, to be influential in some other capacity, there is room for all of us, and there is no need to rush to get to what we're trying to do. God knows he has our timeline already mapped out, and so all we have to do is walk faithfully with him. Don't try to get ahead of him, and also don't shortchange the abilities that he's given you. So you guys can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Also YouTube. If you're watching this right now, be sure to subscribe. If you're listening, share this with your family, with your circle, peers, coworkers, friends, whoever you think will benefit from it and whoever you want to just hear these words of encouragement. But again, I'm just so thankful to get to do this with you guys. And um, I just pray that you take care and be blessed. Peace. Peace.